Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. From our reading from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, we heard these words. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. Jesus said to the disciples, you will fall away, you will all fall away because of me this night. This is an astonishing word. The scriptures, and often Jesus himself, often speak of things that cause us to fall away. They speak of of that scandal that is caused by sin, by the enemies of God. But on this night, And the night in which Jesus is betrayed, the night in which he offers himself up for the life of the world, he tells his disciples, with whom he has just shared the communion of his holy supper, he tells them, you will all fall away because of me. You will all be scandalized by me this night. You will all stumble over me and fall. And the scriptures indeed foretold this very thing. Jesus says that the disciples will be scandalized by him and fall away, and he says that this is what was written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. And indeed, that is exactly what the last sentence of our reading records. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Why? Why do they run away? Why do they fall away because of Jesus? It's easy to see the shepherd being struck and the sheep fleeing as a simple matter of fear, the rather expected ordinary fear of encountering a great crowd with swords and clubs in the night. So that, you know, earlier on in the evening when they were feeling more brave, Peter and the other disciples boldly proclaimed their willingness to even die with Jesus. But then as they get sleepy and tired and cold and the angry mob shows up, their bravado just melts away. But that's not why. That's not what St. Matthew records. Indeed, after the great crowd with swords and clubs shows up, one of the disciples, Peter, we know, he attacks. With just ten disciples behind him and only two swords between them, Peter wades straight into the fight against all odds. Why? Because he believes in Jesus. He knows the scripture that says, well, if the Lord is on our side, who can be against us? Peter is not just talk. He's action. But Jesus said to Peter, after he had done this, put your sword back into its place. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father, and he will at once send me more than 12 legions of angels? But how then should the scriptures be fulfilled, that it must be so? And that, Jesus' reaction, 
is why Peter flees. It's why all the disciples flee. Not because of the crowd, not because of the swords and clubs, not because they didn't mean what they said. No, they flee. They fall away because of Jesus. They flee exactly because of what Jesus says. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my Father and he will at once send me more than 12 legions of angels? And they probably did think that. It might have been what Peter expected to happen as he struck that first blow with no human chance of winning the fight. But Jesus doesn't ask the Father for even one angel. And the disciples therefore flee. They are scandalized. They stumble. They fall away at God in the flesh who could have stopped this evil from happening and doesn't. And you, you know this same fear that causes people to stumble, to fall away, and to be scandalized at Jesus. Indeed, haven't you yourself experienced this same scandal? That you stand in the face of evil And it's more than you can handle. You can't fix it. You can't stop the evil, the pain, and the suffering. But God can, and you ask him to. And this, the cross, is the only answer that you get to your plea. Yes, the disciples were scandalized, and they fell away because of Jesus. And we, too, are scandalized because of Jesus. There is no greater challenge to faith than this, the scandal of Christ crucified, that this is what salvation looks like. Jesus himself felt the the power of this stumbling block of the cross. He says to his disciples, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. And going a little further on, he fell on his face and he prayed, saying, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Every question, every struggle, every doubt finally ends here at the cross. And even here, Jesus, and Jesus alone, remains faithful. He prays a second and a third time, saying, my Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And he does. He drinks the cup of death, and the Father's will is done. Jesus remains faithful. Jesus, in fact, remains faithful not only to the will of his Father. He remains faithful even to his disciples who were unfaithful, who were scandalized and fled away because of him. And he said this right at the beginning, You will all fall away because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But... After I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. And so, as the first day of the week began to dawn, the angel said to the women at the tomb, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Jesus knows that all the disciples will fall away because of him. And so he tells them that he will be waiting for them in Galilee. He tells them that they will be scandalized and that after they have fallen away, 
he will still be there for them. That after he is raised up, he will receive them back again. For this, the cross of Christ is the only answer that we do get to our prayers. This is the answer of God to all of the evil, all of the pain, and all the suffering of this life. And this is the only answer that God gives because this is the only answer that saves. The cross is the faithfulness of God to you. And it is a hard thing. You will stumble, probably not just once or twice, over the scandal of the cross, just as the disciples did. You will flee and be scattered, but Jesus has gone to hell and back to save you. He who is crucified is risen from the dead, and he has gone before you not just to Galilee and receive the disciples back to himself, but he has indeed gone to his Father's house to prepare there a place for you, and he is bringing you to him there. And in each and every suffering and cross and pain that you bear in this life, the cross is the answer that God gives to you. Not because God has forsaken and abandoned you, but rather through each and every pain, through each and every evil, through all suffering, and finally to, and yes, through death itself, Christ is with you, bringing you through death into the resurrection to life eternal. To him be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.